I'm Laura Allen, and this is Hello Thoughts. Are you ever in the shower? Temperature just got right. You know, your skin's finally starting to boil. You're beet red, and then you realize, God damn it. I needed a new bar of soap. Or body wash. And then you have to uh, open the curtain or the shower door. Tiptoe out with your bare ass. And then it's cold and it just ruins the whole vibe. Uh, The little things, you know. So I was thinking, um, just, you know, money. I mean, it's on everyone's mind all the time, some more than others. And uh, I was thinking about wealth and, you know, what what it must be like to be wealthy. Uh, Clearly, I don't have it nearly as bad as some people, so I'm not trying to cry the blues. But I was just thinking about wealth in general. And uh, I was thinking, okay, so if I had that, you know, real comfortable, big money, it, what, what kind of happiness can you find in that, you know, the things that you can't find just in the regular, ordinary life, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, week to week, who knows what's happening, what shit situations popping off next that you have to scrounge around and find money for. So you're living this comfortable big life. Like, money can't buy happiness, but like, what are some things that would be really awesome, you know, besides traveling and, and other things? I mean, none of that really. Traveling, sure, but like big houses, any of that, it's just not for me. But what could, you know, be wonderful with that? And I, I'm not envious because I despise envy. But I am, you know, I, I do wish in that moment, I'm here, I have all this comfy money to just shower other people with things. You know, like, oh, I had this thought. I, I, wa- I want to send my Aunt Peg a gift. Or how nice would it be if I just popped in and gave so-and-so something? Or you, you think of these things that it would be so nice people that have that comfortable money. They could just, oh, so-and-so was on my mind and... I just, I, I'm going to send them something. That would be really nice. I used to think like on holidays, you know, the food store. God damn it. I forgot the cornbread. I have to go run there. We all have something that we have to go run to get. At least people like myself who forget things and wait till the last second to do something. But. I forgot this. I got to go get it. 
it's the fucking holiday, okay? And these people, you walk in and they're all busting their ass when other people are fortunately off that day and celebrating. And here they are working so that your stupid ass could go walk in and get your goddamn cornbread. Um, and I always wish that uh, I could walk in there and be like, make everyone's day. You know, just be like, oh, I have, I have this bundle of money so I could just buy everyone that's working here some Starbucks. What's on the menu, guys? What do you want? Rook, I don't care. It's no thing. I could just buy you guys lunch for this afternoon because, you know, you shouldn't be here just because I forgot my cornbread. So, yeah, that would that would be really nice. So when I think of wealth, that's what I think of. Like, what what could I do for other people? And my lovely guest this evening um just true heart you know just a bundle of love only has good to offer walks into a room and lights it up um blaze thank you so much for sharing some bits of who you are it was so much fun getting to know you a little bit more and hearing about you and just all of it so I look forward to sharing this episode and having everyone hear what Blaze has to say but bottom line Blaze just screams love and entertainment and fun and and all these things and there's so much confidence in that and it's it's just so wonderful to see there's no one like him and I'm I'm lucky to know him now and um yeah I just think he's fantastic. So my point was you know you you could have all this wealth and all this stuff and none of it truly matters, you know, and when you hear the episode you'll hear that he just wants to shower people with love and give you know, compliments to strangers and, and just bring that energy forward. And I think that it's just a reminder to try your best and, and get a little uncomfortable, you know, like it it can be uncomfortable, especially for people who are shy. And I was always super shy as a kid and growing up. And it's actually pretty fascinating to me that I, became so comfortable, you know, talking to people because of that. But um, standing behind the chair, you get to give people compliments and and shower them with that kind of energy. And it it is so rewarding personally. So, yeah, I think we should all have a little extra blaze in our life. Fire it up and start, you know, don't be a fake phony, but deliver some goodness, give those compliments, be kind to one another. And uh, yeah, I think it's good for the soul. And it's definitely good for other people. So 
Although I can't go in to shop right, especially these days. Oh, God. I wish I could give people more. I can't do, you know, a nice lunch for the cashier, but you can you can extend yourself and be nice and kind and um yeah once you listen to blaze you'll you'll know what i mean so share the love folks share that love and uh watch out for him he's coming at us okay he's got tricks up his sleeve that i am ready to see i think i think the world will be ready to see sooner than later so cheers to him and enjoy here's blaze can you hear me oh my god your hair looks so good <laughs> i am channeling my inner blaze it's so good it's so good the bangs the cut of the bangs is so good and i love you're wearing it's like relatively blonde because i'm in like a blonde moment right now. oh i love it <laughs> I love it. And you wear blonde so well, my friend. So pretty. <laughs> I, I thought you might like it. I figured I I'd channel it. you. You know, I've, I've told you about this wig before. I worked very oh, hard on my daughter's Halloween costume. So <laughs> why not? It looks amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not a blonde, but I'm living in it tonight for mm -hmm. you. <laughs> living my life. Living it up. So my guest tonight, the multi-talented, motivational, beautiful, Blaze, <laughs> thank you for being here. I need and time. It's an honor. I miss you so much. I miss you. We I miss, miss the so salon. I miss really working. Miss I miss creating, hence what I'm but trying to do. But I love this. Do. I love because speaking miss thing of multi-hyphenates. <laughs> Looks like you've got a lot of tricks in your bag as well. I'm trying. I'm trying. Every well, day I'm, loving I'm this. trying. <laughs> and I was, I'm obsessed with the one you, uh, the episode you did with Nadia. Thanks. Yeah, I, I had a great time. It. And kind of like, like that, I feel like we have not had the opportunity to really, um, literally, you know, and I mean, Nadia is literally one of my top, I would say top 10 favorite people in the, who are alive on the earth. <laughs> on the so, earth. Like it was, it was really cool to like, listen, have, like, right? yeah, to like really get to like, even like, it was great. It was just great yeah. to hear her talk. Right. Hear pieces of her. So yeah, pieces you don't get all the time. Yeah, I know. So we're going to do that with you tonight. Oh, I, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I'm an open book, babe. <laughs> Anything you want to know. So I feel like there isn't one person that has met you that wouldn't want to bottle up that energy of yours. You know? Oh, I wish. You know how amazing it would be if I could and then sell it? Oh, man. Oh, People Lord, would be, be so much easier. Yes. Flocking. Like, right? And I could just be like, Screw student loans. I don't need to worry about nothing. Just take a little of this glitter. Yes. That's the only thing I'm missing tonight with this well, wig. Thank you, thank you so, for saying that. So we're going to start from, from the beginning, the, way, way back. Talk to me. How, how was young Blaze? Well. Where did you grow up? You. 
I grew up in Middletown, New Jersey. Okay. Around here. Um, my parents were from the Middletown area. I mean, my mom's originally from Jersey City, but when she hit okay. about high school, her, um, her and her family moved down here, and my father was from around Middletown. Um, and they met later on when my uncle, John, was working at a pizza parlor, Ooh. and he was working with my father. And funny enough, my father was actually hired to be the photographer for my mom's wedding because my mom was engaged what yes and so my mother hired my dad to be the photographer and i guess wow. like he would always come to the house um when she was living with her grandmother with my grandmother actually and um deliver pizza and like they became friends and then slowly but surely she told the guy she was engaged with i can't <laughs> I can't marry you. I'm in love with this guy. Wow. He's in love with the pizza boy. So. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. So, so we've so been. He slid in there and he was like. Slid in there. <laughs> slid in there like the silent, a silent, a silent killer. Um, oh so my yeah, God. that's a little bit of the origin story of Middletown. Okay. Um, did your mom I, still have family like in Jersey City or were yeah. they pretty um, much all? I think she's really interesting. I'm I'm not 100% positive. I would assume probably cousins uh, and stuff like that. What's really cool is my mom's dad owned a funeral parlor. Okay. And so they lived. With your mom's dad. Her dad. Oh, so yeah. your grandfather. My owned... grandfather. I don't know why I didn't just say my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but your mom. So this is your well, mom's yeah. dad. So my grandfather owned a funeral parlor. Wow. Yeah. Did you like, and grow they, up like going? I didn't because they, it, he had passed away like just before, like just as I was born and they had sold it when they moved from Jersey City here. Okay. But, so you didn't um, grow up like Veda from my girl. No, I okay. wish so because my, <laughs> my mom did. And she was actually said if wow. they had kept it, she would have probably went into that. Right. Um, so Wild. Some, weird, some weird things. But I love that. And I am the middle of two brothers. I have okay. a older brother and a young brother. So growing up with three boys, two years apart. Two, so my older brother's two years older than me. I'm older than my, my little brother. By and how, how I many years? Two. Two years. So all yeah, two years apart. Two, two. Yeah. Okay. So at one point, my mom literally had a newborn, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, yeah. While taking care of my grandmother. And my great grandmother, and going to night like nurse school. Um, I I like see you appreciate was, that she, yeah, she had a lot same. on her plate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, I a hundred percent contribute my work ethic to that, and my father. I mean, of course, my father worked the entire time too. So, yeah. That Real was, quick, your father. So he was working for the pizzeria. Was he like? managing making pizzas like what was, was his role delivering there? Pizza. This is delivering like pizza and right, doing like after high school college okay time. and now he was a he, photographer at the yeah, time oh cool that was his like passion he like loved photography yeah and he did that what's funny is he he ended up like he went into construction and like he's a construction manager for like the schools of new oh, jersey okay. like he works for the state gotcha but, so does yeah. he still dabble with photography or? You know, he doesn't. He kind of does. And I wish he did. Yeah. You, know, you never really know. It I'm might, like, it might happen maybe later, a little really bit, loved. retirement. Yeah. 
you know? And I keep losing my place. But um, we, yes, I grew up in Milltown. I went to Catholic school from third grade until I graduated high school. Wow. And where did you go? Was it, did Um, it go through high school? No, it wasn't that. Yeah, I went to, well, I went to one that did stop it. Went from third to, well, went from kindergarten to eighth grade. And then I went to a high school. I went to Redmond Catholic. So Um, that was pretty, like a big change. That was a bigger school, right? Yeah. And it was, it was good because I first went to St. Leo the Great, which was in Lincroft, which was smaller but it wasn't like too small. Um, right. Like there are definitely other Catholic schools around that um, are a little bit smaller. Yeah, but yeah. But it was still bubbled. Right? Yes. Small I mean, classes. What, yeah, and just like small. You know, I don't like to say small, small town mind. mind. Yeah, because I feel like that sounds <laughs> like I'm talking about like. <laughs> You know, calling them something that I wouldn't want to call them. Right, even, I get that. Um, but but maybe not, maybe not exposed to a lot. And I, yeah, and I mean, I'm. Listen, I know that I look like such a Wilton flower, <laughs> but I am not necessarily. You know, like I'm in my thirties, so right, right. it was a totally as as you know, like it was a totally different time when sure. we were growing. Oh yeah. Um. The best part was, is technically, I actually am not that much different uh, than I am today. Right. Except everything is better dressed and more, <laughs> like, and, and looks better. Like, Plenty of style going exactly. on. Exactly. So um, tell me about, like, so you have your two brothers. You, you're right yeah. in the middle. You, everyone's two years apart there. What, like, what would you say, like, growing up, what was your kind of role in that? Trio, a uh, tr- trio. Trio, I love trio. Oh, trio. Cool. Um, well, I have always said I. Thought, oh my goodness, am I? Am I allowed to curse on this? Oh, oh okay? yes. I mean, I won't go Be out free, of my way. Be free, bird. Be free. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> I was blessed, blessed yes. to grow up with my brothers the way it was. First yeah. of all, there's two sports playing type A men okay. with me as like a hammock <laughs> between them. Okay. So okay. I literally could have, I could and have been anything I've ever wanted right? my whole life because yeah. I never had to worry about that. I yeah. also, you know, like we, ch- like I just, we literally had a dream growing up. I mean, we never like, we didn't come from money at all. Yeah, and like there were times that were tough, and my, but my parents always worked. I never felt it. Right. Ever. Like right. I mean, I was never like spoiled, but I never felt like it was a problem. Like right. oh my, yeah. Um, and we ran around the neighborhood. We lived in a uh, in a neighborhood where there was a lot of kids our own age, and we would spend summers around, you know, running around the neighborhood and in the creek, and and you know, we had this field next to our house Mm -hmm. that was what they call a paper street and it's when they're going to build a street but they decide they ditch the plans so it's just like an open field so we would like play you know soccer and all these sports and use this field for everything was right next to the house and you know so you just had access to friends and yeah and summer camps and and, like it was a whole different world and you know it was amazing having my brothers be this cl- close in age to me because it really made the 
like the the amount and the age group of kids that we all hung out with was very wide yeah widespread and like right. it was like a little like gang we were playing sure. man hunt and like it was amazing and it's because like literally I did not get text messaging until I was the end of my <laughs> junior year of high school right 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 okay so yeah, so you were like there, out there making your plans. You you had to yeah. like physically, yeah, go outside. Um, be like, hey, what's up? The, time <laughs> the light streets come on. And right, sounds, right. And I always feel ridiculous because the i the aspect and like that whole ideal and lifetime that gets so romanticized mm -hmm. and like you know people you try to use it and weaponize it for especially Gen X. And right. I right. don't necessarily agree with that because of the fact that obviously the intelligence and the level of expression that Gen X has right now yeah. is lifetimes past what we had. Right, okay? right. But there is something so spectacular about the <laughs> about way we that. did growth. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I Definitely. do love that. I wish that, well, I mean, it's a wasted wish, and I don't like to waste my wishes, ever. <laughs> but, you know, it would be nice for each party, like especially Gen X, to have had a little bit more of that. I mean, you could, they certainly can go out touch. and they get outside, but just a little bit more of like there wasn't, it's crazy. It's like almost like a negative of having a plethora of right. things at your, at your fingertips. Right. It is kind of sad. Yeah. It yeah. just sucks because like, I think it's important, you know, for development, especially as a person to have you know this access to the world mm -hmm. and to different people really is helping kids especially you know like i can really only speak from um communities that i really you know i'm a part of but the lgbtq plus mm -hmm. community you know i didn't come out i mean i didn't come out until i was a junior in high school right and like, I'm not, I'm not that much different. I mean, I look right. better now, but my personality is kind of almost uh, like the same. So it's right. crazy to think that now there are children 10, 11, like nine, eight years yeah. old coming out to their parents. Right. It's one of the most beautiful things. And that is something that the difference is in the growing positive. up has. Right. Yeah. It's and I love that. positive, right? Right. So growing up, then you you had this little circle of people, and you were always just out and about, and always moving and shaking. Were yeah. you into performing then? Yeah. Okay. Well, so when did I that kind of was always performing? Yeah. And like early doing on, doing things. Oh my god, I love. I'm so happy right now that I'm doing this. By the way, because <laughs> I haven't told some of these stories in a minute. I can't so, wait to hear it. I all. can remember. The first time, okay, because you remember, like, when we were younger, um, like, certain, and they probably do it. Oh, no, you're freezing up on me. He's, you're freezing up on me. Uh, Wait, uh, oh, you're fast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're my like, God. I'm so excited about this. Cringe. I don't remember. <laughs> um. So, you know, like when you're in, and you're in kindergarten and you go to kindergarten graduation, you have performances, but it's like the whole class does it. Right. 
Okay, so like everyone has right. those. You're like, but, okay, what? Uh, so, yeah, so like what we, about all that? we all did that. We all did that. But I can remember the first time I chose. Okay. To- so, so what was that kind of like the introductory, or was yes. it that you watched like movies and you were oh, so well, fascinated? Growing, growing up, I was obsessed with um, Paula Abdul. Okay. And Janet Jackson. Okay. And- I'll, I'll tell you Madonna, but don't let my mom know because I was not allowed to watch Madonna. <laughs> she was like, not, I was not Off allowed limits. to. Off Literally. limits. Off yeah. limits. So my uncle actually has all probably hours upon hours of videotapes of me with a boom box and a microphone dancing around and recreating and singing it Ugh. and, you know, being a pop star. Right. But, so it started early, but then oh, those yeah. like little plays think- had a little play at school and you're like, I could do this. I'm doing this. Yeah. The first time I remember when I was like, the first time like I really chose and it really started it, it was, I was in second grade, the summer before third grade. Mm-hmm. And in our neighborhoods, there is parks and these parks have summer camps. Okay. And at the last day of summer camp, they all get together at like a bigger park, like the ones that are like, I guess, locally close in different neighborhoods and have like a field day. And there's yeah. like a town show. And I signed up. Yes. And I decided to dance. I was going to dance. I, like, was, it was so last minute, but I was like, I want to do this. I signed up. And I decided I'm going to dance. And I danced to the, <laughs> to the theme song of the TV show Friends. Oh. <laughs> and my dance literally consisted of me doing high yes. kicks oh, and cartwheels oh. <laughs> and jumping around. Like, uh, just like... Like, there was no me- method to the madness. There oh was my- no choreography. I have it playing in my head. This is too good. It was amazing. Is that and on film somewhere? Oh, born to be a star, you. Born. And I was probably because they were like, this kid literally just got up here and like flopped around <laughs> and high kicked. To the so floor. was this like a talent show then that you entered yeah. into? Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was like, the, I guess, at this field day, they had one every year, too. But that's like brave for a second grader to be like, I'm doing yeah. this. And, and you come you literally come. go and be so like flamboyantly, <laughs> like flamboyantly un with no direction. Right, like, right. God, if only I could have whipped up something with a little bit more choreo. But L- no. Then you would have gotten first, but oh. you got second with yeah, no, no set plan. And that, that was, was it. it. So then did you do some acting and I know you do music. And what happened is, is then I went and would do a little bit of stuff. And like when, when I, this is obviously, this is right before I switched to St. Leo's. So when we went to St. Leo's is you were, you were like not allowed, you didn't do, weren't allowed to audition for the shows until sixth grade. So then sixth grade came around and my friend Jessica said you know you should really try this you should really get into it you know because yeah. I was always like dancing around and like mm-hmm. I thought like and being ridiculous <laughs> um and so then I started and my first role that I got there was in we were doing the play Oliver and okay. I was cast as pie man wow and all I had to do was go get your pies get <laughs> your pies get your pies here and like I literally like we were, they were like, oh, you guys can like kind of like make your own props or whatever. It was nothing big deal. Yeah. I literally molded a pie out of clay and like days all and night, people. Literally. And 
and then I was I was hooked. You and then that hooked. same girl, that same incredible angel Jessica, got me to start doing improv. So Ooh. I started training with improv, and that really ignited. Yeah, ignited my like obsession with it. And yeah. then going into high school, I did every every play and every musical, and I was blessed with. Um, she's my mentor. Her name is Nicole Johnson. She was the artistic director of Red Bank Catholic when I went. Okay. And just the way that she had, you know, every summer there was a summer intensive and then we would like, uh, like the lessons and the skill and the art form that she bestowed upon the people that were in the cast mm -hmm. is something that is completely you know, crafted the foundation of how I look at performing and how I look at preparation for performing. Right. Um, so being there, did you feel like you had a lot of opportunities? I don't know about private school, like offering. Yeah, yeah they had a yeah, lot of. There was okay. two a year and we would spend a good amount. We'd spend two and a half months preparing for them the first right. they were big yeah. productions like big productions yeah. and so it, yeah it was incredible and that's when but what's funny is is my love for pop music and for being a pop star mm -hmm. was always present and Pull always up. there yeah. but there was no one who you know what i mean like the last person who looked anywhere near like me right was was boy george right and right. that was over probably before i could even walk right you know what right. i mean like obviously he's an icon and and many pretty boys like myself oh right so much to boy george okay? right right but you know his like main reign yeah really was over by the 90s right you know what so I mean? then how did you so I know you said that you were into like Paul Abdul and everything. Did you start like getting into Boy George, David Bowie? No. Like, where were you in well, the music? What's cool is so my father really raised us on jazz. Okay. So Billy, do you Holiday play instruments? And do you play anything? <laughs> in grammar school, <laughs> I did learn how to play the clarinet. Okay. I don't want to be a Kenny G, <laughs> so I let that slide. <laughs> like, I wish I could have learned to play piano. That would have been helpful. <laughs> right. But no, I decided clarinet. Okay. Clarinet will really help me in my future. <laughs> <laughs> and then you let that one go. You're like, okay. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Deuces, clarinet. Yeah, I'm going to use my pipes in other ways. Yeah. Okay. So, so, Etta James, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. And then my mom would always have the radio on, but she also loved, you know, Cal King and you know Fleetwood Mac so like vocals with soul and right. with feeling from my father side and okay. then songwriting sure and storytelling came from my mom's side of music influence right, right. Um, and then obviously being a person myself I would come into like things like I had obviously had a whole moment where I was obsessed with the Spice Girls and then right. had a whole moment with Britney and then well, then obviously Christina came Christina Aguilera came in and took over Britney and like 
my older brother was also into punk and to sky and right. to like, so he had some so of like that. tons of influences that really kind of shaped my own musical taste. Right. But it was And cool. your music is awesome. When did you Thank start you like much. writing and, and performing? So what happened is, is in Catholic school, which mm-hmm. also I would just like to say, I started the very first uh, gay straight alliance in a Catholic school in New Jersey. Yes. Yes, you did. That's awesome. Yeah, it was called Courage. And it was like one of my shining moments. Ever. Were you really like, proud. were you a wee freshman or were you working? No, it was, to... it was only, well, I only came out when I was a junior. Right. So right. it was the end of my junior year, but mainly okay. senior year of high yeah. school. And That's awesome. We would cover all sorts of issues, but it was really cool. That's to major. Have that. yeah, yeah. It felt really cool. And it lasted. The diocese came and like they had to review it and everything. And they actually, reviewed it, loved it, and were like, we want, you know, like, here is, like, a little bit of funding for five years after wow. I left. So that was cool, which That's I love. That's really and, and awesome. That was one thing that was also really awesome is, yeah, on paper, it sounds like going to Catholic school was probably, like, what you would expect in the movies on TV. Right. I went to two extremely incredible Catholic schools. Right. Where so you I didn't was, have that weird... No kind of experience i mean with kids kids sure right but like so that always does that bullshit just is everywhere right but you know me and my brothers you know we beat the shit out of each other for (laughs) seven years growing up yeah i was like not i'm not afraid right right of that yeah (laughs) but i was completely supported by the administration right your school okay you know what i mean like they that's were refreshing to so hear did, yeah yeah it's not it's not well i cannot speak for all catholic schools right right yes yes so then but going to a catholic school there is no option or choice when it comes to college right right if you do not go to college it ain't your family yeah it ain't working and, you know there is that you know they even like made it a little bit weird yeah to go to community college too right right so when it came to senior that, year that's a lot of pressure for some kids i mean it, it needs to change if you want to yeah. be it, like it really does because of the fact that like there are uh, there's just i have a lot of opinions about like about that i mean mm-hmm. i made my own decisions i would never change it because i was like okay well i'll go to fashion school Right. And then I moved to New York City, and that's how I really became this person. Okay. Um, but it would have been nice to just be told support. your life isn't over. Right. If you want to take a second to figure it out. Right, right. Yeah. You know don't I mean? like, rush it. If Yeah, don't I, I don't even understand that kind of mentality because it's like, you know, it, it's a lot of money to go to college. A so, <laughs> like, why money. would you want to push and, you know. I've been out for almost a decade and I'm right. still going to be paying this stuff off. Right. It's like, why would so, you want to push kids? They're really just kids at the time to make these huge decisions if they're yeah. not ready for it. And if they are, that's incredible. But, like, sure. you know, there is a lot of pressure that is put on. And another thing is, there is not enough. I don't think there's enough, um, give it like enough attention 
and enthusiasm given for trades. Right, right. Like like learning to be an electrician, learning to work on cars, learning to cut hair, learning to do these things. These are incredible talents that are actually, if you look at what's going on, way more financially stable and and financially better than what is happening to all of the people who are told you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a doctor. Right. And there are generations that, you know, who knows what's happening. And obviously if that is something you want to do, live your fucking life and your dreams to like, till you're dead. Right. But I just think that they should kind of offer and shine the light on some of those things too. Yeah. Like don't use one dream to shot, to dim another dream, especially when like, it has been proven more financially beneficial right. to dream differently. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? When the doctor yeah. from the Ivy League med school is still is still serving at Fridays. Right. right. Because there isn't jobs. Right. Like that's really tough to explain to them about what you sold them. Right. <laughs> so so you started performing young. And like, so were your parents and your family kind of always involved in that or? They were, you know, it was, they were always, because of our financial situations, there was like, they were obviously supportive. They were there at every game. I mean, growing up, I played every sport. Okay. I literally played every sport. I did absolutely everything. I did soccer, gymnastics, swimming, like all of them to try to figure out. My aunt took me to karate. Um, Mm -hmm. I did art classes, like everything because my parents wanted me to find what I wanted. Yeah. Like being an ADD child, (laughs) I could never actually like figure out what I wanted or what could catch my attention until I found performance. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I go to college and I live like my New York fantasy. So your first year out of high school, you were in New York? Directly. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to the Laboratory Institute of Merchandising. Okay. um, LIM. And I went in as someone who wore khakis (laughs) and would wear double polos. Oh. Uh, Okay. Okay. I came back that summer in bronzer (laughs) and in like, 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 th- my mom always jokes that once you cross that bridge, right, the right. flag goes off. And yeah. it is 100% true. <laughs> Living in New York City was everything I had wanted and dreamed and I ne- and needed to yeah. experience to become a person. Yeah. That would, that I am today. Yeah. That must have been super freeing. It was great. It On was many really levels. Great. So, I mean, of course, like four years later, I went like a little bit crazy and and like needed to calm the hell down. Right. But right. like, if you're not going, if you're not living in New York, living it to the fullest and kind of going crazy, did you live in New York? Right. Did you, you actually? Know? Chances are no. So no. you did it right. So I did it right. And then yeah. I, I decided like I needed to figure out what the hell I was doing. And I came home and I got a job like at a, a store. And one of the girls I worked with was, um, her brother was a music producer. Oh, okay. And so the whole time, 
me and my roommate, Drew, we lived together like the whole time and we got like apartments. We would always smoke blunts in the bathroom and sing <laughs> for hours. We just get high and sing for hours. It was yeah. the best. And it was, it, it ended and up where being my living? first vocal. Um, when this really like- When you came first, back from the city? Oh no, this is when it was in New York. So oh, when this I came is back, in New York, okay. Yeah, when I came back though, I had realized like, I had like- I'd gone through this crazy experience with having to leave New York because I had gone a little cuckoo and I, when I got better, I realized there's no reason I cannot not try to do this. To do this, right? Like, I don't, you know, it's, it sounds like something you hear all the time because you do, thank God, but you can't live life not being like, what if I would, I can't live as a what if person. Right. So when I found this, fell into this opportunity where like, oh, your brother does, this was around 2010, 2011. I was like, yes, I want to work with him. Yeah. And so then we worked together and in 2012, I released my first album. Wow. Awesome. So did you write? Mm-hmm. most of that or I, I'm a lyricist and I okay. can do what it, it is is I can do I can like start melodically ideas and I'll like write down okay like a verse mm-hmm. I can hear a verse and then I'll like write it down and then I work I'll work with the producer with who yeah. can play music and then we'll, yeah. can, we'll I'll bring ideas and then we spark from there that's awesome how yeah. long did it take you to like kind of start to finish with that album that took about a year okay so we wrote the whole album, we recorded it, and then it, I was like, okay, and I just released it. I hadn't played a show, I didn't <laughs> have a band, I had nothing. So then I start, okay, well now I have to think about how I'm going to make this work. Happen. Right, right. So I start looking for, I'm thinking, okay, maybe dancers. Let's try dancers. We'll dance to tracks, because it's gonna right. be difficult to get a band. And I had like all of these ideas, so I'm looking for dancers and this manager finds me, mind you, again, you can tell this was in 2012. Right. Because it was on Craigslist. Oh. <laughs> sure. That's Watch like out for situation. that. If you are listening to this, do not go do anything on Craigslist. Do Except not. maybe get a bookcase. Um, <laughs> so then I found this manager. He sold me some pipe dreams because he realized how talented I was. Yeah. But... This is also when EDM was really kicking off. Okay. So yeah. he took some of my music and made right. EDM remixes. Wow. And I got dancers and it was a lot. Yeah. But the dancers were absolutely incredible. Performing was absolutely incredible. But my manager had most of his experience with getting shows and booking for artists and pushing artists in a hip hop environment. Okay. So, so where were you like performing at that time? In um, like hip hop clubs okay. in Queens. Yeah. And, um, and basically to give you an image, it was the movie Eight Mile. <laughs> okay. These rap competitions. And then me and my four dancers would come up and do an entire Lady Gaga halftime show oh. in the middle of Eight Mile. Oh my God. All over Blaze. New York City. Swear to God. We even placed in one. That's placed awesome. In one, and the prize was to perform in front of this woman who was like a B 
character, like a B storyline character on like Love and Hip Hop. Okay. And he was in, oh my God, I can't even, I don't know why I'm drawing a blind. You were performing but he was in for her? Oh yeah. my. And it was in a strip club. Like strippers got on strip yeah. pole, stripper poles. And then me and my dancers got on stage and performed. And you Dressed did up it. in like 90s, 20s looks. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. So, I mean, you did it all. Yeah. Really? Anything Literally. you were, you were, so were you happy about those things? Were you excited? Were you kind of well, like, I should be performing, you know, see, elsewhere. In the moment and performing and having the kind of relationship I had with these dancers and performing. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like it was incredible. I loved every second of it. Yeah. I mean, the problem was, so we would get these, you know, everyone in attendance would be like, wow, this right. is incredible. This yeah. Is you guys are so good. But yeah. The is they're not people who are going to tell people. Sure. Listen to my music. Spread the word. Spread right, right. I'm not even in the right place. Yeah. I'm not in the right, this isn't even the right community. Right, right. So after so you were while, performing and getting that out of it, exactly. but it also wasn't, yeah, taking no. you where you it needed. It was like the yeah. novelty of it wore off. Yeah. You know, surprising people, getting people who would normally not listen to me right. or give me a chance, having them realize that they were wrong and like all that. That's great. I love sure. that. It was yeah. a really good boot camp for performing. Right. It got me literally in tip top shape. Like if I can perform at Club Medusa in Queens, <laughs> I can perform wherever I need to. If I right, can make that right. crowd love me, I can make anyone love me. Yeah. But then things started to twist, you know, yeah. instead of trying to find better spots, my manager made it that it was the way I looked, that it was the oh. way I dressed, that it was the image I was posting. I shouldn't wear makeup. I can't wear clothes like this. I really? need to dull it down. I need to butch it up. Oh, what and, a disappointment. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It was manipulative and yeah. you know, it was really upsetting. And I'm not going to say at all, I was an angel. I put the man through hell, right? right. but we were just clearly not, we were not, I was not what he wanted yeah. and I did it for a longer. And like, we went through another, you know, my dancers were sick of it because they were realizing that like, this isn't going anywhere. He's booking right. the wrong places. Right. Okay? So then we got new dancers and they were incredible too. Right. But like, it still was the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're booking me and these dancers in Massachusetts. Why did he kind of like insist on doing that? Because he that's said, all you. That's and what he, he thought. Knew. He that's... thought we're going to find the person. We'll right. find someone who'll know. And like, okay, great. I know, and I know, and I know he believed in me, but right. like, we can't like, it just I'm not going to go and talk about how incredible this glass of milk is in a room full of vegans. <laughs> right. They don't care. <laughs> right. Even if I sell it incredibly. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they're not going to drink no. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it got to the point where like, okay, I'm doing this because I can't, I don't feel alive unless I'm performing. Yeah. Like, you know, that whole adage of like all the world is a stage. It literally is. It is. And what it's happened is, is, you know, a lot of people will see 
what I present myself on social media and, but you know, they'll see what I present on social media. Right. And they'll think it's like a Lady Gaga thing. Mm -hmm. But like Lady Gaga, well, I'm not sure anymore, actually. So I won't say anything like Lady Gaga because things are changing with her at the moment. (laughs) If you need, if you need to catch up, go to gagadaily.com. There's been some changes, but as you can attest, yeah, I'm the exact same person you see online. Yeah. The costume, what you see the is look, what you get. Exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with on stage. Yeah. So I can't be anything but what I'm showing you. Right. So it got to the point where I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So we split. Mm-hmm. And just as we stopped working together, I happened to stumble into the Asbury Park music scene. Yeah. And it was the best thing ever. Yeah. And it and felt right. Yeah, and, I and just you could really be exactly to, who you yeah, I was, need to be. I left, yeah. I left twice. And, you know, during this whole time, the first time I left, I did my vocal teacher, um, this artist called Zaritza. She's incredible. Okay. Uh, this artist and I, we did a whole burlesque cabaret show. Oh, awesome. Like called Between the Covers. So, like, I got to live out all of that and like sure you know, I really got to do this with this incredibly talented artist and there was on stage costume changes and corsets and fake blood and it was beautiful yeah and incredible and then I still went back because he sold me oh Ugh. well this record label overseas so when it came to the second time leaving I was I was like if I'm leaving again yeah. I'll never it's, go back it's over and I'm also right. never going to be anything but exactly what I want to be yeah and that is where the bowl cut started <laughs> that's when it started so so, so what year was that this was Are probably about talking? two three years ago okay so I had been doing I had my hair short well I had gone through a lot of <laughs> some really bad hair the one hair I'll talk about because it was good right was, it was short on the sides and okay. it was, I had it long and I would do a pin curl on Ooh, top. Okay. And I loved it. Was but it I'm, dark? I'm, what, what color were we dark, working Just on? brown. Oh, just, yeah. Now, naturally, brown. because fate is a cruel mistress, <laughs> both of my, my heterosexual married straight brothers, they're not losing their hair. No. I'm losing, the, I, you know what, that's just, that ain't right. That's not right. Fate, you're a bit. But, it, but she's kind of not because then I was like, well, I'm done. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm going to bick my hair off. Yeah. And I'm going to do it right. To the wigs. Yeah. I'm either going to be a bald alien thumb <laughs> or I'm going to be full fledged pop star. There was no in between anymore. Alien right. pop star. And so. And it's perfect. Thank you. Well, you fucking rocket. What I love Every which way. is the idea came from when I was growing up little, we had bowl cuts. Okay. So yep. when I finally get to yes. the point that I am my that most is not self, a, That's not an easy cut, I will tell you. No. That, that like 90s middle part. Like, like straight up bowl on my yes, head. Yes, yes. Um, but it's kind of like a return to form. Yeah. I'm back to being fully myself, even when I was a kid. How beautiful is that? Thank you. I love I think that. The, one of the most important things that I want people 
to realize and to see a lot of the time. Yeah. And I can, I use myself for an example as if I talked to seven year old blaze and showed them, Oh Mm -hmm. my God, my little self would be so fucking happy right now. How awesome is that? Even at the stage I am right now. Yeah. How cool. I love that because people need to realize. Yeah. See, you know, everyone's always trying to harp on what isn't. Yeah, it's true. But you got to look at what is. Do you, do you think that like it took a long time for you to kind of get to that place where you feel like that? Or is that just innately who you are? I mean, there, I think that the silver linings only mentality is definitely been in my personality my whole life. Right. I mean, there's obviously growing up, there was points where I was like, I, I can't stand myself. Right. But... And like, or I can, you know, things don't look right. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And like a lot of times and it, you know, it's happened a lot in, even in my adulthood and before all this started to happen, there are always going to be times with where like, you know, my depression does kick in mm-hmm. and I do. But the thing is, what am I going to achieve? Like, I can't not think that like, I'm not achieving anything right now. Right. Even less than anything mm-hmm. by wallowing in this. Wallowing in not having money doesn't make you money. Right. Wallowing on not doing something creative do- or, you know, doesn't m- make you do something creative. That's true. You know, and I always, okay, so I always say one of my greatest talents, other than my pristine <laughs> vocals, um, is love. Yeah. I love. It's like one of my greatest talents. And it's gone wrong. And I've had some <laughs> times where it has broken me down. Right. But I've always managed to find a way to make it in, come into my art. And in the end, even though it does take time. Yeah. In the end, I look back and say, thank fuck. And I think that that sums up how I take a lot of the experiences in my life. Yeah. Even I, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. For a- anything. Yeah. I hustle through it. Hustle mm-hmm. through it. Get to the other side. Find the silver lining. Because then once you're sitting in that silver, the black doesn't look so black. The dark right? doesn't look so dark. Right. That's beautiful. Thanks. It's tough. You're beautiful. It's hard. Yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> It's not, you know, like you, and that's kind of, it's interesting because I feel like someone like you, not that there's many like you, you're, you're rare, um, but you know, I think it's, it can kind of seem so easy, you know, sometimes like you have this vivacious energy about you and it's like, it's contagious and, you know, people see it and they're like, wow, you know. It doesn't always, even for the people that it does kind of naturally happen that way, I feel like it's still sometimes a fight. Yeah. Not always easy. You know, like mental illness is something that, you know, there is in my family. I am, you know, I'm bipolar myself. I deal with depression, you know, like I have luckily found the right cocktail of medication. Yeah. But, you know, basically it is inherently put in my brain right. to not feel this way. Right, right. And what I have learned 
is that you have to try work for that you yeah. have to work for it because it's it is and worth it too. it is it's worth it it really is worth yeah. smiling yeah it is worth it and yeah. you know one of the things that i love and like uh, you know it's one of my favorite parts about the salon is yeah. the fact that like i love i love the fact that you can with the simplest of actions Mm-hmm. make someone's complete day better. It's so true. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. used to love, and I love doing it to strangers on the street right. and such. Right now, it sucks because it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like going to shows, I love going right. to shows and like doing that because of the fact, but like right now it's not. So I've been really hyper-focused about doing it with, at work. Yeah. Which I'm really glad because yeah. of the fact that like, you know, that's family right there. Yeah. You know, I have not had a place that I worked where I was, I was happy to go to work. Being with you know everyone. I, mean? I felt yeah. like I might, I, I felt appreciated. I felt like valued and I like feel like the relationships I have within that place are really important to me and like mutual and it's right. wonderful. And so it is nice that Although I wish I could spread a little more glittery love to strangers. I'm yeah. glad that at least I get my job. Right. Not, when we were not working, that was not good. I'm a people person. I need yeah. to be around people. I need to be on stage. I need to be performing. And so like this. That, that's a dark, yeah, that's a dark. It's place. been a little bit dark. Yeah. No. Have you been able to perform a little? Or not there, right now. live streams. Right. You no, know, I've done some video stuff. Um, one of which is going to get released this Friday, which I'm really excited. Oh, awesome. Um, it's like a live, but like, it's not the same. It's not the same. I need to feel. Yeah. Because I am huge on on energy exchange. Right, and how right. You so you get feel, that in your live you performance. You feel someone's, even in regular life, mm-hmm. you can feel there's an exchange of energy between people the minute they start, the minute you are around each other. Right. It's and funny how people like are, like you are able to pick up on that. Yeah, Some people are like kind of oblivious yeah. to Which that. Kind of you are. <laughs> <laughs> but Some what's funny is, is I also feel like. <laughs> Wait it's, for it's it. For their own, it's like their own, their you kind of like shut yourself off. Yeah, it's a do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like um, they say, uh, this, I, don't, uh, I don't know, maybe this is not a good example because I don't want to like throw it in the other thing, but they say that people who can communicate with ghosts or see ghosts right, is because right. they are open to it. Open to it. I am a firm believer of that. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you're not open to it, you, you won't notice. You ain't getting you won't it. Or you won't, yeah, you won't notice it, right? Yeah, and it's the same thing with energy exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just a natural, you're creative at heart. So it's like, I just feel like being a creative person, you're more in tune to that somehow. Yeah. You know, it's because like, um, I just want to make people feel. Yeah. And like, you know, you don't, a lot of people, I don't get a lot of opportunities to talk like this. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and a lot of times I will admit, I set myself up for that too. Right. When I do get into conversations with people, and I don't know if it's like subconscious me doing it on purpose and deflecting and making it about them, Mm -hmm. but I'm a Gemini. So I'm very constantly interested in learning about other people and that can deflect it at times away from me. So I don't get to talk a lot about this. So having music and having literally everything, all of my secrets in my music is cool because like it's another way that I get to let people in. You know, I like, like to think that the relationship that I have between myself and the people who listen to my music is one of the closest relationships I'll ever have. You literally know me even better than some of the people who are in my day-to-day life. Right, right. If you listen to my music, because I'm literally telling you exactly who I am, exactly how I love, exactly Mm -hmm. how my heart breaks. And that's pretty awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Scary a little, but like, I love being scared. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so when you're writing and, and you like first, you know, perform a song for the first time, let's say, like, are you feeling kind of vulnerable because that is your, you know, soul out there? I do. Um, The vulnerability is usually more about like, oh my God, I don't want to forget the words. Um, But I always also, I feel like, the power is is what takes over more than vulnerable knowing like i love ripping my ribs open and letting people poke around in my insides yeah seeing especially when it comes to love i love love loving i love and i love that fact that i can use music and poetry to, to express it describe how yeah. i feel for people yeah. and like i love when i write songs about people make i go, <laughs> go out of my way to make sure that they know this song <laughs> is about you this you song is about listen. you like there is i've got i've got two more two projects i'm working on right now coming up awesome. that yeah i'm really excited Ooh. about them but there's like 16 songs of over two of them yeah. And nine of them are about this one person. And I literally made sure to be like, fuck you. Right. I hate you. But these nine Does songs are about person you. No, yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. 100%. I made <laughs> okay. sure. I made sure. I was like, these are about you. I literally hate you. But I love Listen you. Listen up. your songs. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's it, you love so much, and like you said before, I mean that could uh, come as a disadvantage, I'm sure, at some times. Yeah, well, because it hurts I, so much. Oh my god, I have a yeah. tattoo on my um arm on my arm with a butterfly on it, and around it it says, um, "Wild hope, careless heart." Yeah, because I literally I have the most careless heart in the whole world. I jump into a situation with zero. I jump into love with zero right. thought about right. how it's gonna end. Right. And one thing, I have the word lust tattooed on my thumb uh-huh. because I believe that, like, you must identify your sin to beat it. Yeah. And I have the ability, and I know a lot of people who have probably even, if people have heard this, listening to this right now, or will not, will think that I don't 
but I can decipher the difference between lust and love. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, you know, when I was younger, there may yeah. have been times <laughs> when I thought that it was real. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like one thing I think that is crazy about it is people forget that there are so many layers and levels of love, the kinds yeah. of love. There's so many types of love. Like that doesn't make it any less love. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and you can I, distinguish. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Just because you love hard doesn't mean that yeah. you can't no. decipher what is no. and isn't. What is it? And you know what I mean? It's, it's like a lot of things in life. Everybody just wants an easy way to compartmentalize something mm-hmm. as either is or it isn't. Yeah. Instead of realizing that everything's on a scale. The way I love Rihanna is going to be different <laughs> than the way I love uh, you. Right, okay? right. Okay? Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't love Rihanna and that doesn't mean right. I don't love you. <laughs> You know, one of my favorite all the things, love. like all, the, all love. of the love, one of the things I love doing is because again, I am obsessed with talking to people and asking them questions when I meet them. Yeah. Well, the first question I always ask is what's your favorite color? Yeah. And then what shade? And then I ask how many times you've been in love? And then people will automatically, like they'll take a minute to think about it. But then they also, a lot of people have a tendency to like down credit and like downplay another like other experiences because of the one they're in right and that drives me fucking crazy yeah yeah Yeah, because that all leads to the type of love you have for this new person too really and if you're with someone new clearly they're the right love right but that doesn't mean that wasn't (laughs) right right um yeah love dr blaze i love it Oh, you know me, you know me, <laughs> doctor. Oh, oh. but you know those who can't wed plan, as J Lo <laughs> says in the wedding planner. I can't keep a man or a woman for my life. But oh, here please, here you are, full of love. So, so what's kind of next for you? What do you What do you think? What's What's some goals? Where Where do we want to be performing? I'm going to take over the world. You what? I'm going to take over the world. Oh, he's taken over. That's that. Taken over. Well, when the world starts to get somewhat more reopened, we attack again. You know what I mean? One thing, you know, it's driven me crazy, this pause of life. But it also has helped me get so much complete like ready you know yeah. i just released a uh an out al- a mini album with david ross lawn on like on friday i have another ep and an, a whole album ready like that are getting finished right so you you've been mean? very productive even exactly. though it's been a Everything hard that time been, yeah it, it yeah. actually has been super productive it gave me enough time to finish and to focus on the music right. that I needed to. I needed to focus on yeah. so that I could have some sort of a plan. So yeah. when I get, when the world starts to reopen a little bit, I could just start performing. You'll be ready. Yeah. And then that's it. Because yeah. be, this, this is, I'm, I always like to say this to my producer, because um, he's like me in the fact that like, I'm a lifer. Yeah. 
I will. This is it. I, this yeah. is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I yeah. will die on stage in a bowl yeah. cut wig covered in <laughs> glitter. Yeah. Okay? And that's because it is, you know, fame yeah. is not real. Yeah. Okay. I want to be able to perform for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's what you it's know? about. Would I love a Grammy and the cover of Rolling Stone? Hell yeah. yeah. Am I going to get that? Yes. Yes, you that will. Mine. Yeah, but that doesn't. It's define, not everything. No, it's wanting, not why waking, you perform. Exactly, waking yeah. up and wanting to do, wanting to write a song, wanting to think about a photo shoot, wanting to think about an uh, a video idea or a visual concept. Waking up and having that every day—that's winning. Yeah, waking up wanting to do hair, wanting yeah. to create—that yeah. is winning at your life. Yeah. Yeah. Not being Vidal, go fuck yourself, Sassoon. <laughs> right. Okay. It's right. waking up every day and wanting to do and it. And wanting to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're and doing absolutely it with passion. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can say someone who paints and someone who makes sandwiches can be the same, uh, the same amount of an artist if they go in with the same passion and drive. I agree a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's why i always knew you were a special one <laughs> but that grammy's the coming Hell i'm yeah. so happy for you that you had you know like i know it kind of set those boundaries and limitations on like what we could be doing right now and all that but you were able to kind of be productive yeah. and get your yeah. energy really, out there i'm really happy because the fact, like i have been i've been carrying around songs we've been working on because my second album velvet noir i released in 2018 right and so and i literally immediately picked up and started creating more music but yeah. i have been carrying around a couple songs a couple ideas trying to figure it out and like i had some stuff that was started to record it you know i knew that obviously david and i knew we wanted to do the reimagining of some of the songs from velvet noir but the time that I had in quarantine came right after a like tremetro, like a, a crazy affair. Not a affair right. as in someone married, but just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like yeah. rendezvous of like grand feeling and emotion. And, yeah. And being stuck in it, not being able to have it having to like process what you, what even happened between me and this person. Right. Right. Not having, not being able to go anywhere. Yeah. It and break wrote, up those emotions. Oh. I wrote about, I wrote nine songs yeah. while in quarantine. Right. That's so wild. I'm really happy about it. Cause I was terrified. Yeah. I, you know, the, a lot of this album, I would say again, now looking at the numbers, 80% of the album was written via exactly what we're doing right now. Right, right. Because I wasn't even able to see the my producer. Yeah. So it was insane. So you've had this producer since that last album? Yeah. Or prior? The, the, the first album was a different producer. Yeah. When I started getting back, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't even finish the story. When I got into the Asbury Park scene, right. I started... Um, showing up in outfits introducing <laughs> myself you know i was being myself in yeah. a public scenario and i started meeting people right and i met this producer joe perella who um 
was the lead singer of Deal Casino. And, okay. and we started working. I was like, you know, one day we were at um, a show seeing an artist and I was like, why don't we work together? And he was yeah. like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then we, awesome. he t- the songs that I had taken and had actually been carrying around and trying to do, like I had recorded almost an entire album with that manager. Right. Butchering, <laughs> butchering these songs I'd written. Yeah. And I took them, took what I owned from them and brought them to Joe. And then we created. That's Velvet awesome. Noir okay. With, um, uh, another really great producer too. Awesome. No. So then now this one is, is with him as I, as well. And it's, I can tell you like my heart is still healing from this tourist thing. Yeah. But it's helped a little. This is some of the best music I've written. I'm really excited about it. I am so excited to hear it. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So when does this come out? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I, because like, it's torture to release things. And that's right. why, okay, like I, being the age I am, being the artist I am, loving the artists that I love, am an album artist. I love right. album artists. Beyonce, mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. They release albums. Right. But technically and by technically i mean proven that's not at all how the music industry works right now right right people just want and i hate that yeah especially when you're trying to be a new artist so i have compromised a bit and basically (laughs) taken in my old and like you know like two years ago three years ago four years ago i would have made one album that i've now created and added like here's another song here's another song to create two different Okay. Things. One is like a mini album and one is like an, an album. I've made it so that one is going to be, I think, 11 tracks and one will be five or six tracks. Okay. With still like the 11 track will still, because I love interludes. Yeah. I love like, you know, like <laughs> I love creating a story. I love like, yeah. Movie songs. I love, like, I love all of that. So the first, the EP, I'm probably going to release the first single in December. Ooh. From- Right now, I'm still like, yeah, I've got, this is all, this is all, ooh, this is hush, hush, (laughs) giving you all the insider gossip. Like, it's the wig, I swear, just get me (laughs) trusting you. I can't tell if I'm talking to myself. We all look alike, so I can't tell if I'm just talking to myself. But yeah, December, December is going to be, but do not worry, there is, I, right now, this creative partnership I have with David Rosslon is one of the most incredible things I've ever done in my life. I'm we so that makes so me so well happy. Together. He is he, like we look so, we look so good together. Yeah, we sound so good together. So yeah. we're not. This isn't like a flash in a pan. One thing like we're gonna be creating new music together, and like we're still we got a lot planned for Velvet Noir stripped right now. Awesome. So you'll have a lot of mommy. But <laughs> what we're talking about these songs, look for that in December. Yeah. Awesome. So I I have a little game for us. I love it. We're going to fast forward through your emotions a little bit. I'm going to say, I just like never shut the hell up. I'm so sorry. I like, I love it. Give me more. Give me more. We're going to have to have a chapter two. I think though. Oh, hell yeah. Right. We we need a little more. Um, But I'm going to say it like an emotion or something. And you're going to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, I love word. All right. Okay. 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 Okay, beauty. 
sunshine. Ooh, courage. I see that li- that statue of that little girl, like with her arms up. Mm-hmm. That courage. That kind of that emo- that idea of that yeah. little girl being a little girl, and she's mighty, she's mighty as fuck. Mighty a female. <laughs> Yes. Actually, the future is probably more non-binary, if we're going to be honest. If we're going to be honest, you're if right. If we're going to be honest, the future is non-binary. <laughs> Rage. Hmm. The first thing I'm, I thought of was ignorance. That's perfect. I love it. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Not my friend. No longer? I, I can't drink it anymore. No more. Okay. You know no what it more was? Jack it's because Daniels. I realized <laughs> when I drink anything clear, yes, I do this thing where if I get a little drunk, I disappear. Go oh. I'll put myself to bed. Bru- right to bed. Oh, oh, you. When I, I drink I that Jack Daniels, I have zero shame. Yeah. I have zero filter. No fucks given. Yep. And if somebody like, if you know, because usually I can like be socially correct. I can like, yeah. you know, if somebody says something a little snippy, if it's not too close to the line, right. I can just like mm, brush and, it like, off. Right, right, when right. When I'm drinking Jack Daniels, I'm literally like, what is that? Like, yeah. Oh, so I'm, uh-uh. I'm, yeah, yeah, like, not I, playing I that. have zero, I, I can't take any bullshit when right. I'm on Jack, so I've decided to let it go. Okay, so we're done with the no self-control. But I love you, Jack. <laughs> I love you. R.I.P. Um, thunderstorm. Oh, sleep. Thunder. Oh. Okay, I my sleep sound is rain on a tent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Literally, I listened to it. I have actually listened to it four times this week. It's the only thing that can put yeah. me sleep. That and forensic files are the only things that help me fall asleep. <laughs> I love it. I need sound too. I cannot oh. sleep with nothing. The and wheels I, are I just can't. a turning. Right? Like I, I can't. Just, oh, I can't. There's no. But I can't deal with the clock ticking. That's something. Yeah. And yeah. um, I thought that I could do like TV. No. Yeah. Only, no, only forensic files. Rain, rain, or forensic files. I <laughs> yeah. swear to God, it's the narrator's voice. It's so soothing, <laughs> and like he's literally talking about like murders, and and I'm just I like, love it. Ah, instantly asleep. I, there was a time that I fell asleep to Planet Earth because uh, Morgan oh, Freeman. Yeah, I, I love that voice. I love you know, that. it's soothing. If I, I ever get a, a little too wonky or feel a little too like crazy when I'm like having a uh, like a little bit of a nightcap or some marijuana. I always go to fucking planet earth can get me right back to earth. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. Like, like, okay. Fish. <laughs> fish. fish. Think of fish. Ooh, that deep sea fish though. Oh my that, God. Where shit's glowing and all, all kinds of stuff. That's here. It's, it's like, that's like outer that. space. We know more about space than yeah. we do about the fucking the thing deep, that's right here. Deep sea. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually am a little bit afraid of the ocean. Oh, I am too. Are you kidding me? Nobody, you don't, nobody's telling that ocean is, (laughs) you cannot talk. There's no reasoning with the ocean. No way. No way. And and it might be coming for some coast uh, 
places here. Florida. You know what is also crazy is the moon controls the ocean and yeah. the tides, and mm-hmm. people like don't believe in like certain things. Like it's it's yeah. crazy that you wouldn't believe in like energy and transference of energy and what the moon, how the moon can affect you when we are all just particles. Right. And the ocean is literally a thing that is then affected by the energy that the moon is giving to it. Right. right? Like, how do you not? I don't know. But uh, anyone doubting it should work in a salon for, for uh, the week of a full moon. And then the- literally. <laughs> Literally. I think that's everywhere, but no. everywhere. if you're paying attention, I, I am a firm believer that that's true. <laughs> okay. Literally. Magic. Um, hands. That's what I thought of. Okay. That's because, okay. You, if you have someone who is open to, again, I've used the word a million times, but energy transference mm-hmm. and you like, are like, chill out. You can hold hands and in the center of your palm, it's basically the origin of why I got this tattoo really too okay. on my hand. You can, you can feel an exchange of energy as it's like a pressure. It's like a blood point, a pulse point. Okay. And um, it's, it feels like magic. I thought it I would be that. on this side. So you're saying the pressure point. Oh, is- I like right. Because I go right to left. That's why. Okay. I'm feeling your magic. <laughs> Love. Everything, 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 everything. Everything. He said it before. Tears. Tasty. Yeah. Hot sauce. In my bag. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> Role model. Um... People who, like, people who get up and go to work. Do the people thing. Who smile at strangers. Yeah. People who can see someone pull out in front of them and not have it destroy their day. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I can't say honestly that I, I cannot that say person. I it doesn't person. stay it doesn't stay with me but there are as times as, but that is a role model okay? yes. <laughs> someone who can be walking on a sidewalk and have someone walking slow in front of them and not <laughs> want to snap them in half I literally only lived in New York City for five weeks and I've never lost my the, the pace that I walk because of it you are a patient person, a patient oh, I soul. I draw. <laughs> Happiness. On stage. On stage, performing. Yeah. That's it. So I feel I've always been someone who was happier on stage in front of a crowd than in a crowd. I don't want. I don't yeah. want to just be watch. Right. Let me let me show you. Let me entertain you. I can't wait to see you on stage. I, can't I really can't. I really can't wait for you to see too. You're gonna love it. I'm jealous of anyone in the salon who has seen you. I am too. I was supposed to go uh, like forever. Yeah, and then remember, it turned out so. I'm so glad it was. I think Valentine's Ruby Day was show. sick or something. No, it was it. Uh, 
I think it was because it was like also it just turned into a it turned into the latest show. It yeah. wasn't supposed to be late, and then I right. literally went on last. Last, like yeah. Twelve thirty. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Well, thank you for p- playing this game with me. Of course. Um, one last question. I'm curious. So you, you've had this, a very interesting life. I am going to need chapter two. What oh, would you 100%. say is, um, what was your kind of biggest struggle, like growing up and, you know, being um, a performer, putting yourself out there? Like, what would you say? realize because you have such a positive energy and outlook on things so i'm i'm curious uh, i would say the the change and the mo- the hardest thing to get and then the like end of fight club mm-hmm. freedom realization moment is when i literally put on the wig and the glitter yeah because I have literally, I can't tell you this, Laura, in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. that this is, that's how I see me. Yourself, right. That's me. Like how I see myself. Right. And, and that's why that young boy looking at you now would be like. So happy because that's what yes. I wanted to look like. Yes. That's what I wanted to look like. Right. I wanted, I've, I, I always made jokes. And when I get old, I would just live in like uh, in my bowl cut wigs and like always made these jokes about right. like all this stuff. And like when I got into makeup and I worked at Mac and I did all these things, right. I always like almost did it. And when I almost lost my mind, mm-hmm. I found it. Yeah. So what made that push for you? Would you say? I literally you knew you needed to. Just realized that like I can't fake interest. Right. I can't pretend that I want to do something if I don't want to do it. Right. So if I'm going to take a risk and make my life be the stage, I have to at least do it exactly how I want and exactly full out. And commit to it. If you're not going to do it, commit. If you're not going to be 100%, that's exactly how certain people will make it and certain people, and no matter what industry. Right. Certain people will make it and certain people will not because of the fact that you have to be willing to do the, go the entire way. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking half assing anything. If okay. I half ass this, I wouldn't make it. Right. And, and I think I are, think a lot of times too, like you're saying, it could apply to any industry. It's anything. like you really have to be okay to look at yourself, and yeah. you probably wanted to see what you wanted to be. So yeah, applying it, it is you know, like I realized that I have to look exactly how I want how I am, how I feel on the inside, on the outside to make myself a hundred percent be present and active in the life I'm choosing. Right. And when I did that is when I was like, Oh, it's over for you bitches. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you, you said the word risk. Did it feel like a risk? Yeah. I'm not, it did. 
Yeah. Boys are not supposed to, you know, because I identify as male. Right. And our entire lives, my entire life, everything that I've liked or wanted right. has told me that because I like or want it, I mm-hmm. must not be male right. or I'm weird. Right. So being trained your whole life, even sure. though my parents and my grandparents never once. I, my parents always, when I was little, bought me Barbies. Yeah. My grandparents bought me Barbies. I never was denied that. And that's yeah. why it was such an internalized battle. Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, which I Very will, grateful. Never, yeah. I will never be able to thank my parents enough for allowing me to just be me. Yeah, and yeah. It was weird because of the fact that, so then growing up in a place where I was told, well, not even told, I, it was not even, it wasn't talked about. Right. I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like talked about as if it was something different. I was right. just, you want this okay? Yeah. And then going into a place where like, oh, well, you don't look like us. So you are like, you're a girl. Like that, because the first thing I was always right. called is a girl. I was called a little girl. You're a girl. You're a yeah. girl. <laughs> Which also sucks because women are the most important, one of the most important things in my whole life. Right, right. Uh, literally women yeah. are my life. Yes, okay? yes. So it, it's just, it, it was just insane. Yeah. Insane. But that's, that was. So it did feel like a risk. And once yeah. you did do that, like, was it instantly gratifying? Was it still feeling like a risk or did you kind of just like say bit. I'm doing this and so, so be it, be gone risk. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like it felt it for about five seconds <laughs> when like going out in the bowl cut for the first time, like, you know, go, and well, you know what it was is it was really normalizing the fact that like, I'm going to look however I want at all times. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have a different color hair every single day. I'm going to wear glitter on a Tuesday at 1030 in the afternoon. Yeah. Because of the fact that like that at first, it took maybe two, three times of regular day to day Mm -hmm. doing it and being nervous about it. And then it was done. Yeah. Then yeah. I didn't even. Then it was like, okay, now, now, bitch, now you gotta, now you better turn up some looks. You can't be this fabulous and be stale. Like I, all right. I like I gotta Lin- keep this I fresh. Lindsay. I blame Lindsay for this. Lindsay is literally the perfect blonde. Yeah. So I've been on for like literally the last month. I've been on a blonde kick and yeah. like. I need to get back to changing it up. People are expecting you, you can't, to be You can't blonde. let it go anymore. I You're can't like, let it go. <laughs> I just want to be blonde. <laughs> Maybe we could do some variations. Yeah. Throw some pastels in there. Yeah. I just need to mix it up. Like tomorrow, I'm going to wear a different color. Just because of this conversation. Yeah. I think it's funny, though, because like... So like, let's just say, I feel like a lot of people doubt themselves and they'll say to someone who is willing to take a chance, let's say with their hair, their style, whatever. And you always hear people say, like, you can pull that off. Like you could do that. And they're like doubting themselves. And I feel like you can because you commit to 
not caring and saying, yep. this is me. This is what I'm yep. going to do. I don't fucking care who thinks anything. I'm going to just no. do this. And you wear it well. And anybody who feels that way, I feel like you will then wear whatever it is. Well. Yep. You know why? Because you have to believe in yourself to... Uh, Lady Gaga said this, and it literally has stuck with me forever. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in yourself to an almost delusional mm -hmm. point, mm -hmm. or no one else will. Yeah. And I've taken that. You have to believe in what you do, or how you act, what you wear, fully, yeah. or no one will believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then once you get to that point, you don't even really even worry about it. It like, it's crazy. You get to the point where like, you're so confident in what you're choosing to look like or do or act as that then you start being like, oh, why did I even worry about it? Right, right. What was all that for? All of that. Yeah. Isn't it funny? You think it, like how much time you spent like feeling that way and doubting, yeah. worried. And worried. Mm -hmm. Like worried about making other people comfortable mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny because i that's something i do you know i get my mother always told me to play your audience blaze anthony <laughs> blaze anthony play your audience and i'm like mom <laughs> like what like what but you know it makes me nervous sometimes yeah. because like i am a lot and I'm undeniably in all right. the right ways. Uh, and I believe so too. Yeah. But there will be times, you know, with like older people and like, mm -hmm. I would get nervous because I, I'm making my business, making people uncomfortable, but also, you know, like older people, I get like nervous because <laughs> I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Jesus. They're <laughs> still here. Let's not make it any worse. Okay. So that is like, I feel like, harsh that in children i know that it's important for me to be around children and children and i get along well right right um but they do make me nervous because of the fact that they're just little and i i'm like a big <laughs> giant so i always am worried i'm gonna step on them <laughs> so like they're the only two sex of people that right. get me nervous that you're That's just it. like uh, uh, everyone else what do I, I love everyone else <laughs> My favorite is straight men. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> because going around them will make them question something about themselves. And I'm not talking about sexuality. I mean right. about ideals, about yeah. their own image of masculinity and what right. they think. That is what I mean when I say I love being around straight men. Because of the fact that I am, when I'm around straight men, I'm not going to fucking hit on you. Right. Okay? And this is like a lot of a, this is a, most gay men would say this, that like, we're not going to hit on straight men. Please. Right. Okay. <laughs> so once a straight identifying cisgender male can get over that, it's yeah. always so wonderful to watch how quick their entire world changes <laughs> when they realize, oh, wait, someone who likes the same sex isn't always going to hit on uh, on another man. Right, right, right. Wow, wait, you're yeah. a human. You're not going to you're not going to hit on me. So you have like a personality? Right, right. I love it. Yeah.
And it also helps you point out when there are, like, what I like to call elevated men in the world yeah. who are normal. Right. Or whatever normal, you know, like, they can, res- they talk to you like you're a human being. Right, right. Which is very refreshing very and refreshing. needs to be all. <laughs> and just like, like it does. Bottom line. Um, and I, I just think it's like, you know, it's again, it's a lot of things out there that are taught to us by mm. television, you know, mm-hmm. just like m- all, most straight men are not meatheads and boneheads. And, right. you know, just it goes, anyone can get that. And yeah. in the world today, one thing we are learning is mm. that we need to teach our children and each other, no right. matter how age you are, is to stop. Right. Just stop. Stop thinking about what you are being told by other people and yeah. get to know these people. Right. 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 And understand that we literally are all human and we're destroying each other and we're destroying the planet. And if we don't yeah. start using love, we're all gonna be fucked. Right. And like Fact I don't like to cold, right. but I don't want to sweat too much. <laughs> we need to pay attention to the fucking climate. Okay, please. Can we all just get on the same page? Can we all just recycle? And the right page. Let's and like okay. can we just please respect people? Jesus I know. Christ. I know. It's it is scary. It's scary. It's so hard. And you know, Taylor always like he just tries to lift my spirits and make me see that there are, you know good people and there yeah. are you know there Ruby are. isn't going to grow up only knowing you know all the things that we are fearing you know yeah. so but it's it's hard it's scary of course i couldn't scary imagine times i mean ruby is literally going to grow up into a generation of the revolution right that's amazing it's, it's crazy yeah and i like that is something that's incredible yeah is that the world that we are living in will not be the same world Right. And, I, and you know, and like, again, maybe I'm just a fucking idiot, but <laughs> I do believe in the power of people to get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been one. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, I believe in us. I do believe that we can get yeah. it together. And we that there's enough of us. That exactly. That's what, that's my always, like, that's my big fear these days. I wasn't as nervous about that until you know, uh, 2016, but, yeah. you know, it kind of brought this light on, you know, people. I didn't realize quite how prominent it I was. I was very and, ignorant and to that. And one thing I've always said is, is it's always better to know to, than to not know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy to look back at the world that we were living in. I Nothing know. has changed, especially right. when it, I don't know why I just said especially, but especially <laughs> when we start thinking about the the racism in this um, country it never went anywhere it's a, and it's, it it's never atrocious changed. yeah it's insanity I know. I know we were sold this lie yeah it's better we're better yeah and it's not we've come a long way yeah no wake the up everyone are still treating communities of color as terribly as they did then I know. Maybe it's, it's not it's fireman scary. hoses, but it's yeah. smoke bombs. Right, right. <laughs> but things will change. Things There's power change. in the people. Do yes. not fear. Do yes. not fear. The people will take it back. Yes. 
I hope so, Blaze, because that's I the only so. way to do this. Manifestation. I yes. know. Yes. He has. He has gotten better. The people have taken the power in their own hands. <laughs> Love has won. <laughs> Love. Shout it on the rooftop. Promise me two things. Yes. When it comes to things that, like this that may scare you or that you want to happen, you will say statements out loud as if they already have your work manifestation into your life. Yes. I am happy. I'm loved. The world wakes up. People are treated mm -hmm. fairly. And you start feeding that concept into the world and it becomes true. Yeah. Right? I want you to try. I, I literally actively, when I'm riding my bike to work, when I'm doing these little things, I will do it. I don't care if it makes me look crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it I'm out loud because I it. want to feed these yes. statements into the universe and then they will become true. Yes. Right? And then the second thing is when you make a wish, don't ever wish you money. Money, money is real. It's real, but it's bullshit. Make it's wishes. A bullshit. Make wishes <laughs> like you're five years old. Yeah. That's what yeah. I say about making wishes. I'm going to promise those two things and start making some changes. Even just small. The most important is going to be the ones where you say the, the positive, not only positive affirmations, but, but already happened statements. It's, I'm, I'm like in the midst of really trying to get a hold of manifestation yeah. and how it works on a, a big level. Especially like I am enough. I'm more than enough. More than enough. I'm talented. Yeah. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. The people that I love are happy. Yeah. The people that I love are, feel, are successful. Mm -hmm. And you start doing these things. And then, like, once you start really getting into it, then you can get more specific. And, like... And you have just, to do it for yourself because yeah. at the end of the day, this is all you have. That's it. You know? But at you the very end of the day. Speaking so. your life into creation. Yeah. And trying when you, and trying. You are a beautiful person. I love you. Thank you Anyone listening is so happy they listened. I hope so. I know that I never shut up and that I <laughs> talk a lot, but it's been an honor. Anytime that I can sit down with someone and talk is such an honor because, yeah. you know, you're literally have taken this time out of your life to talk to me and I appreciate you. I appreciate um, you. I should be thank thanking you. you, please. Thank you for your time. Always. And uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll have to have a chapter too. There's so much to oh, know. without a doubt. Without a doubt. And also we can flip this. Has anyone ever interviewed you? Ah, don't you be a Gemini. Get out of I here. I want to talk about like, <laughs> has anyone? Because maybe we should ask the same question to you. <laughs> Leave it to you to say that. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Green. What shade? Um, I would say like more of a true green. True like green Kelly? to like hunter green. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, I went through like a red phase. I, I do go through phases because I just, yeah. I love color, you know. Yeah. All of That's, it, so. I can see that. Even brown. <laughs> Woo! Love brown! 
a nice camel, <laughs> a chocolate, a caramel. There's so many variations. So many, you know? But uh, yeah, green. Thanks for asking. That. So yeah, I will um, catch you, you on the flip side. Thank you so oh, yeah. much for this. And I love your wig, babe. Oh, I, you know what? Maybe I'll go out like this one day. I, you know, listen, if you pull, the, pull down a little bit of your tendrils on the side, it's not bad. I am You're so happy that you approve. I do. This was all I for you. you. I love you. I love you. you. Send your love. I miss love you. Your family. We miss you so much at the salon. We miss I you. I know. I will see you soon. Yes. I love you. Thank my you. love. Mwah. Adios, my friend. <laughs>